live it up on the coast. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I'm Mac Watkins. I'm Will Novak. And this is Our Experts Have Observed, coming to you from Ngunnawal and Nambri country. You're doing physics, it's going to be hard. Sorry. Those are the words of an undergrad workshop demonstrator in a discussion about workloads for uni students. Now, if you've ever wondered at this point in the semester if your uni work ever ends, Rowie is a reporter here at Observer who's been wondering the same thing. She's come up with answers, but you might not like them. Now, Rowie, can you tell us, should we hope to be on top of our degrees, or are they not designed that way? I think if you reframe what our understanding of being on top of your degree is, the answer can sometimes be yes and sometimes be no. Um, We found in some subjects that the course is intentionally set, so there's more to be done than you could reasonably ever complete. But the idea is that if you really want to focus your learning towards that, then you should be able to achieve it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think there is an understanding in other subjects that, you know, completion of assessments and readings and tutorials every week is Mm -hmm. what you're going to do to complete your course. Um, I think there's a big difference between STEM and non-STEM subjects. Non-STEM subjects require a lot more readings and, you know, outside individualised time, whereas a lot of STEM subjects are very exam, um, quiz-based, which, you know, if you look at that objectively, it could be done in time. And what about students who have supported themselves through work or are supporting themselves through work? Is having a job an even greater barrier to getting it all done? Yeah, so we wrote about in the article about the fact that essentially if you're doing four subjects per semester at uni, that equates to 40-hour work week as per the course outlines, um, which is about two hours over the standard working week for someone in a full-time wow. job. So then if you're supporting yourself with a casual job, especially if you need a lot of hours to make up for rent and, you know, cost of living expenses, it's a lot of time, um, which doesn't account for, you know, social life as well. Oh, my God. Well, thank you so much, Rowie. And you can read Rowie's full article at annualobserver.org. Uh, in lieu of creating my own reality reality TV show, which I think would actually be hilarious because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a funny woman, I've decided <laughs> to start going through ANU Confessions, finding things that probably need advice and then yep. reading it out loud on air, if you will, yeah. and then giving advice. Yeah, because we are the experts. We are the experts. So prepare yourself. Mm-hmm. So, my boyfriend and I are in the same course this semester and we are also coordinated to be in the same shoots, but it's Cute. all gone wrong. <sighs> I don't cheat, ever. But I am fucking my tutor. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) It started as exchanging glances and then escalated to messaging and meeting up before shoots to fuck. I love the thrill. He's super hot and he gives me good grades and participation. I love my boyfriend. We've been together for three years and I can't (gasps) imagine life without him. And then it goes on to say, I don't want to break up with either of them, but I am really into both of them. What do I do? Do I tell them? Can we have threesomes? Tell me what to do. Answer is to just probably drop both of them and just... Work on yourself. Yeah, some alone time. Yeah. If you tried to go to an overseas university for a semester this year, you are not alone. In fact, that may have been part of the problem if you weren't successful, but it's not the only problem. Here to tell us more is Nuria, who has done a mini-series on the exchange program at ANU. Nuria, just how difficult is it to go on exchange right now? What is the biggest hurdle people told you about? Well, obviously, post-COVID, there's been a lot more people applying for exchange. Of course. So if you are unlucky, it's probably due to the fact that so many other people were lucky. (laughs) Luckier than you, sorry. (laughs) But I guess the biggest problem is probably trying to juggle all the documentation paperwork Mm. you have to do for the application process at the same time as trying to maintain your studies, study for exams, you know, the 
process closes right when you're about to sit your exams oh at God, the end so of the semester. so overwhelming. Just so much to I know. handle when you're trying to figure out, oh, where am I going to live? What am I going to do? What mm-hmm. unis will take me? But you're also like, oh, I've got seven assessments on right now. Exactly. It's just a lot to comprehend. Well, what can those who have been accepted, those who have got past that hurdle to go on exchange do to prepare themselves? I think the next big step after you apply to the host institution itself is finding accommodation. Mm. That's a big one. You know, we spoke to many students for the article that really struggled to find accommodation, some of which went overseas, had to stay in Airbnbs, hotels, hostels. I think that's probably the biggest thing. Jesus, that's so scary. Well, thank you so much, Nuri. And again, Nuri's miniseries is available at annualobserver.org. That's all from us. We'll see you next week. Please send me any juicy goss at the Observer Instagram DMs because I'm the only one who reads them and I promise you I'll respond. And yeah, please just do it. This podcast is produced by Will Novak and Darlene Rollins and also hosted by The Wilski and Macalicious. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Our Experts Have Observed is a podcast by Annual Observer. We'll see you next week. <laughs>